0: Mahalia, welcome to the Center for Indigenous Midwifery's podcast. Our mission is strengthening community by honoring, supporting, and reclaiming Indigenous midwifery care and culturally-centered family support. For more information on our programming, visit indigenous-midwifery.org, find us on social media, or tune in for a live Zoom cast offered each month. Thank you so much for listening. everyone. Um, Thanks for meeting me with me today um, to talk about decolonized diapering. My name is Mariposa. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Mohawk and Southern Tagalog. Southern Tagalog is from the Philippines um, in a province called Batangas. Um, So I'm here today um, to talk about um, elimination communication, what some people call elimination communication. Some people call it infant um, toilet training, some people just toilet training. There's lots of different words out for it. Um, some people might have their own words for it and their own cultures as well. Um, but before we get into all that, I just want to recognize whose land I'm on. Um, I'm on unceded Ramatish Ohlone land in the Ohlone village of Yalamu. And the song that you heard earlier was This Is Ohlone Land by Alphabet Rockers. Um, it's on the Love album. And I played that song so you could hear the different um, languages and the different nations that are on the land that I am on, which is unceded land. Um, It's also important to point out that no Ohlone Nation is actually federally recognized as well. Um, So when folks say the land is unceded, um, it's unceded to basically all of it. Um, So moving on, Um, so if everyone can write their name uh, in the chat, their pronouns, um, where they're coming from. If you know whose um, land that you are on, please write that in other than just like, you know, me saying San Francisco. Um, But if that's all you know, that's fine too. Um, But that would be great. So we're going to get into it and we're going to get started. So um, I just wanted to share this picture. So I'm going to first share my story with you all, my personal story, because I think it's important to lead by um, stories and how what my journey is was into what we call elimination communication. So this was my then 10 month old. Um, I have even younger pictures, but to me, this was the most covered up picture I could find of my baby um, toilet training or going to the potty or whatever. Um so basically um i was in my third trimester of pregnancy and um i was like you know getting everything ready nesting blah 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 and everything like okay and i remember someone told me a while ago that um you know where i live there's a chinatown right how a lot of chinese um parents in chinatown where i live would just have their baby go to the potty, um, right? As, as well as having diaper as a backup. And I always thought, I was like, oh, you know? And I remember talking to my mom and telling my mom, I said, hey, you know, I heard there's this thing, you know, you just you just have the baby go potty, right? Cause my mom could say like, okay, we got everything, you know, diapers check, clothes check, you know, all this stuff before the baby comes, right? And then I was like, well, does my baby really need diapers? Cause I heard they can go potty too. Um, and then that's when my mom was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you know, my mom looked at me and said, oh, your great grandma did that with me, right? And I said, oh, oh really? Like, this has been done? Like, at least on one side of my family before? Um, and then my mom was like, yeah, you know, when the baby needs to go pee, you go, And when the baby needs to go poop, you go, uh, uh, right? You make the sounds. Or whatever, and then the baby goes potty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I was like, wow, that that's pretty cool. I was very intrigued. And then my mom was like, Yeah, but why do all that? It's just so much easier for them to go in their diaper. Like my mom was like, Don't make it hard on yourself. Just make life easy. You're a solo parent already, like you you have a lot of challenges already, right? That's on my mom's side. Then I was like, Okay. Then I was like, Well, did you do it with me? And then my mom was like, No, I put you in huggies. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, hey, my mom never did it. I was like, hmm. So I kept thinking about it and I was like, yeah, you know, I wanna try this out. Um, I looked, I tried to Google stuff online. I didn't know it was like really called anything. Um, I kept trying to like Google like toilet training babies, stuff like that. I couldn't really find some stuff. I f- saw a few websites, but one thing that kept coming over up for me, like over and over again, is that it was, it was very white woman led the conversation online um and that was hard for me because like um i i heard these stories from my mom right who's not a white woman you know who's southern tagalog and so i was like hmm, okay well you know i'm just gonna figure this out it was like yo know, my great grandma did this without like reading a book and blah blah, blah. like intuition is big right like i'm I'm, thinking I'm just gonna figure it out so my baby was born. My mom's like, hurry up, put the diaper on the baby. And I'm like, no, my baby's just so pure. It just came out, you know? So from the, actually from day zero, there were times where I would offer the potty or, you know, and stuff like that. I was just trying to figure it out by trial and error. Like, okay, when does my baby need a potty? And when is this? Um, I started to notice that when my baby farted, that usually like a pee or a poop would, be there very soon after so I started to notice that trend I started to know that when I would nurse my baby sometimes my baby would pop off and get really like whiny and finicky and crying and I was like oh you must need to go potty offering that too um having lots of diaper free time as well I definitely still use diapers as a backup um, so I think it's important to say when, you know, I say decolonize diapering or other people sometimes say go diaper free or all these type of elimination communication, you still use diapers as a backup, right, when you want to. Um, so that's always still there. That's not like we're going to throw away all diapers and never see them again. Um, unless, you, you know, you could do that if you really wanted to. Um, but usually people mean that diapers are a backup and they're not, diapers are not seen as the toilet. Like where's toilet, the potty is seen as the toilet where you go. Um, So that was my journey by age four months of my baby. um, My baby was pooping in the potty. um, Would never poop in the diaper after age four months. Um, Then around, this is this picture that you see here around 10, 11, 12 months, I noticed my baby was daytime trained. Um, And then literally a few days right before I took this picture um we went on a flight um we were on a flight to chicago and i thought to myself well i'm not going to do elimination communication on the flight to chicago that's like six or seven hours i don't want to keep getting up and down i'm a solo parent i'm gonna keep the baby in the carrier i'm just gonna have them go in their diaper and then we get off then i'll offer them one potty it'll be fine i'm not gonna like you know really do it as much because i'm traveling um so when we hit Chicago all the way from California, um, I took my baby's diaper off. I noticed it was all dry. I put them on the potty. They filled up that potty so huge. And that was when I noticed, I was like, whoa, you're really holding on to your pee. Like you're not you're not gonna go pee in your diaper anymore. And so around that time, that was when my baby was um, daytime trained. I still would use cloths. Um, just as a backup, just in case if something got missed. Um, Around 13 or 14 months is when my baby was nighttime trained. The reason why I say 13, 14 months, because it was literally two weeks after um, my kids' first steps. So they started um, walking at around 13 months. So that's my journey. Um, I'm a solo parent um, and solo from conception. Um, Gave birth by myself, all that. Um, and, and I did EC, uh, I wanna say sometimes I did EC is what people consider like full-time elimination communication. Um, and then sometimes I did just part-time and sometimes there were days where I was just like, it's too much, I'm not doing any of it. Just go in your diaper. Or I remember like one day I was so stressed out when my baby would go in their diaper I would still make the EC sounds. I would go Psss, when I saw them being on the, you know, or going poop, I'm going <clears throat> um, so I share that story with you all, because I think it's really important, so you, you know that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm tell you all about this, but I've also lived it, I've also did it, um, and I did it actually without a book, I didn't really know much about all that, around my, I think my kid was, like, 17 or 18 months, or something, there was, a. I found out there was an EC coaching program, uh, a EC and potty training coaching program called Go Diaper Free, um, oh, sorry, um, Go Diaper Free or whatever um, by Andrea Olson. Um, and so I did her training program and I went through the whole thing or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say that about that. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna share some resources and they are from Andrea Olson. Um, from the training program. But I think the point of this too, is so you all can remember like how important it is to think about old ways when we're raising our children, right, these very old ways. So I'm gonna stop sharing real quick. Um, And I was wanting for everyone to type in the chat. Um, So I want folks to type in the chat of, before there were diapers, what did parents do? What did caregivers do? So type in the chat, what do you think? Before there was the invention of a diaper, what did, what did babies do? How did they excrete? Where did they excrete? What happened? Um, and I'll just give you all about maybe 30 seconds or a minute. Okay, one person says moss. Yep, and with the moss bags. Mm-hmm. Anywhere else? And this can be like global indigenous you know, cultures, maybe, maybe you're not um, indigenous to, you know, North America, but maybe you're indigenous somewhere else. And you can say what you think, you know, your elders have told you there too. Cause you know, elimination communication is, is global. People have been doing it forever. Cloth or tied wrapped around the area. Okay. See anyone else? Okay, so basically what what I've noticed when I've you know heard stories, when I've talked to people, a lot of times most, well, they would definitely do be doing infant potty training, right? So anytime that they would be just in cued with their kid, just like kind of when you know your baby needs to go to sleep, you know when your baby needs to go potty. But then there are times where they're like, hey, I can't really deal with all that right now. Kind of like I told you, like, I'm just too tired. Um, I got to cook this food, you know, people are coming back or this is happening. Um, usually there would be some kind of moss, right? Um, so a lot, of, a lot of folks' traditions have moss bags. So a lot of people moss, they put the baby, the baby went potty, there's the moss, you take out the moss, bam. Um, and there are other cultures that had some type of plants or base, like that kind of moss type of stuff that they would put underneath a baby, whether it was inside a bag or not, you know, they might just lay their baby on top of, um, I'm saying moss, but like basically any type of foliage or plants or anything like that will absorb some type of liquids. Um, but yeah, oh, also cloth, but stuff with cliff rose bark. There you go. So that some type, again, some type of plants um, is being used to absorb that. Um, so that, and then we had the cloth diapers, right? So cloth diapers then were invented and then people started using cloth diapers, um, right? So some people talked about cloth tied or wrapped around the area. Um, and then of course people have modern cloth diapers now. I'm gonna show you another, let's see, right here. So here, share screen. Here we go. So. Um, this is a really amazing chart. I love this chart. Um, so basically, um, I want everyone to really look at this chart. So if you see the brown dark line, which is the, the top one, um, that is the completion age of here in the United States. And I know some people might be calling in or tuning in from other um, places all around the world. Um, so you might be like, oh, this is a real economy. Um but I think it's still important to show this. Um, so here in the US, you could see when the completion age was um, in the 1800s, the average age would be around 12 months, um, right? And then if you could see where it says 2014, where it keeps going up higher. My body made other other out I'm sorry, let me kiss you real quick. Okay, there you go, you're good, thank you. Um, sorry, you all. Um, And then you see the start age, um, right? In the 1800s was from day zero, right? And the completion would be around 12 months. Um, So I think there's something really important to point out with all this and where the world's completion age is at right now, the average. Um, I remember one time I was on a um, tour to, um, I was on a tour in Jamaica and I remember how the tour guide kept talking about how all Jamaican babies are toilet trained by age two, the latest. Like never, Jamaican babies never go past age two. And like randomly bring it up in the tour and I was like, oh, this is very interesting. I'm actually interested in this. Um, So I thought that was really um, amazing to hear that, you know, they're even mentioned on on a tour, right? Um, But yeah, so in 1959, the disposable diapers was invented by Pampers. Anybody heard of Pampers? Raise your hand if you have a um, big disposable diaper company. Um, so they invented um, disposable diapers, um, but when they first came out, um, they weren't really popular. People didn't really like them. Um, does anybody wanna tape in the chat and tell me why they think it was not popular? Why do you think that it would be not popular? Well, I think because I'm sharing screen, I can't actually look at the chat while I'm sharing screen. So <laughs> I'm just gonna give you some of the reasons why. So one of the reasons why is um, the disposable diapers were too rough. If you compare it to a cloth diaper, cloth diapers are typically more softer, right? Um, they're not rough like how a disposable diaper would be and especially disposable diaper back in 1959 um another thing is that when you use one disposable diaper it's gone you can never reuse that diaper ever again whereas cloth diapers you can reuse 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 also another one was that um, babies couldn't feel the wetness right so it says babies can't feel the wetness not every baby but many times that helps with um toilet training right um newborns and babies and toddlers having a connection like, oh, when I pee, I'm wet, I'm wet right? Connection with their body, right? Knowing the, knowing like, oh, when I do this, this means this. This is what's going to happen. Whereas disposable diapers, when I go pee, I don't get wet. So there's no, um, what's it called? A natural, natural thing that happens. So that happened. Um, so nobody was buying the pampers, disposable diapers. Pampers said, like, we made this beautiful invention. So they did what a lot of other corporations do, um, right? So the Diaper Industrial Complex, a.k.a. Um, comp- complex, I don't remember, <laughs> industry or whatever. Um, then in 1962, they hired um, a doctor. They hired a pediatrician um, on pampers, you know, salary. Um, and that pediatrician came out with a study, right? Uh, PAMPERS sponsored study. So they had this PAMPERS sponsored study. And the study said, Oh, you know what, you can't actually, uh, you, you, you need to wait for any type of potty training. And you have to wait for signs of readiness. Um, and so has anybody here raised your hand if you've heard people tell you like, Oh, you need to wait for like till they're ready to do potty training or toilet training. Just raise your hand or maybe do a hand clap thing. Um, because this is a myth that I've heard from so many people over and over again. They always tell me like, "Oh, well, you know, I think my kid's ready now. We're ready now." Um, But something that's important to note is that babies, for millennia have been going potty way before, again, the average age now is around 36 months in the US, right, it's going higher. Um, Babies have been going potty in a, you know, in a, I wanna say in actual potty, but in the area that folks are told, hey, go potty here, right? So when people say, told me, oh, well, there not always wasn't toilets. But if you look at most indigenous cultures around the world, there's always a specific place to go potty. Like you don't just do it anywhere. It's like, okay, we go here, to go potty. Whether that is a hole in the ground, whether that's like a certain type of toilet or another kind of toilet, like there's always a specific place to go, right? Um, and, you know, people can see that by um, a lot of times, you know, certain elements that are in the ground, right? This was the place where this area of folks um, went potty um, and everything. So this is a myth that's still being promoted today. Um, even that pediatrician or whatever has now since gone back and been like, you know what, actually, you can do elimination communication, but it's just too much work. You should just wait, right? So they've actually gone back and discredited their own um, research that they did with Pampers um, and everything. So let me see what people, I'm going to stop see what people yes money okay yep money is important so i want to share this with you all with elimination communication decolonize diapering as a way not just only to think about saving money but as a way to really connect with their child Um, i know for me as a solo parent um you know it's always hard to have people connect with my child What, what are type of things that they can connect And it was so, for me, it was so amazing. At some point, you know, I kept doing um, elimination communication against um, my mother's wisdom. (laughs) My mom was like, you're making it too hard on yourself. Whatever. But at some point, my mom started doing um, elimination communication with my baby. And it was so amazing to see this bond. And anytime my mom be like, I think they need to go potty. I'm going to go take them. And then like you know my mom will put them on the potty and then my mom was like oh my god I'm so right I knew what they needed I knew what they wanted and I got it done it was like this huge accomplishment and this huge feeling and I think that feeling was why I was really attracted to EC because it was like with my newborn be like oh my god I met your needs I knew what you wanted we got it done and it happened and then even when like hey I I didn't know what you wanted or whatever, you know, you just keep moving. But this sense of teamwork and like, oh, we're doing this together. Um, And We're doing this, I'm reading the signs, you know, kind of the same of like, when when you finally got your baby to sleep and you're like, oh, good, you know, or you got that baby fed and they feel, you know, um, full. So um, let me show you the next slide. Is there any questions so far? please feel free to type it in the chat and I can address it um, while going. I'm gonna show you the next thing. Um, so if people want that file, I'm just gonna add it right here and put it in there if people want that. Um, Mari, I'll just let you know um, if there's any questions that like we should, you know, you should address before you keep going on, I'll just I'll just let you know since I know you can't see the chat box. Okay. Thank you, I appreciate it so 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 much. Um, so, I'm gonna be putting in that PDF right now. Um, I want to share with people. So you're probably like, okay, so how do I do EC? Like that's why I came today, is I want to learn. Like this is great. Yes, let's connect to like these old ways, what our ancestors did. Um, how we can decolonize these practices and, you know, also support the earth. That's something that we really should be talking about is like, you know, how many diapers disposable diapers you can get in one year. Um, you know, I think they, they said it's over like 3000 right in the impact on the earth. Um, and again, that's not to shame anyone but that's something to think about, right? The cost to our mother earth when we're doing disposable diapering. Um, and, and even, you know, cloth diapering still takes up resources too. Um, I definitely use cloth diapering as a backup. Um, so I wanna show you all, here's how you can get started, right? So I t- remember I told you when I was um, younger or whatever, um, I mean, when my baby was younger, I was just like, hey, so I noticed they started farting and like, what can I do and blah, blah, blah. So I'm gonna drop in the chat and I'm also gonna show you, here's share screen. Here is an observation log. So some people use apps on their phone. Maybe you have like a baby app already that tracks when they go poo and they go pee already because a lot of people are doing this already with newborns. This is something that's very like part of people's practice especially I think in the first 10 days. Um, So here is a log you can use. Um, I'm also gonna send you all some other logs as well that you can use. Um, but basically, um, tracking when your baby goes pee and poo, especially like before eating, after eating, um, things like that is very, very, very helpful because sometimes not all the time, but sometimes there's a pattern. So you will see like, oh, I noticed around 10 o'clock, like every day for the past week, my babies had, a, you know, they had a wet diaper. Hmm. Okay, that's something to think about, right? Um, and so you'll just start noticing all these patterns. Everybody has seen the um, files I'm putting into the chat box, right? There we go. Um, so those are three different kind of logs. Again, if you already have it on your phone, you can use it. Um, I'm
1: sorry, Mari.
0: I'll let, I'll let people know that um, in, in Mari's bio on the website, I can also put these links. So, if anybody doesn't oh. grab them right now, um, you know, I can also just take anything you want to share. Oh, well, at the end, I was going to tell people how they can join the Decolonizing Diapering Facebook group, and I have all the files loaded there too as well. Right. So, if people, if that, just, that might just be easier if people want to do that as well. Um, so, here is, let me show you all the next screen. Um, so, you probably were like, well, how do I know what signals are my baby? So let's go into the signals okay so here we go okay so here are signals that to do with your baby okay so your baby has so many so many so many signals right so your baby might all of a sudden start crying or screaming um increased fussiness i remember um i was watching my um, siblings baby One time at any time um, they were about to go potty, they would just like, oh, whine, cry, like just so, so like fussy. Sorry if I'm saying whine, but I mean like fussy. Um, At one point, I remember my baby would all of a sudden be really, really active. They would just start crawling all of a sudden like, oh my God, I gotta crawl. I gotta go here, I gotta go. And then I would be like, oh, you need to like move. Some babies, maybe they're doing a lot of movement and then they all of a sudden they're just still and they just sit there, and they just like look at you, and maybe they're looking down, right? Um, squirming or wiggling, right? Um, if well, if you have an older one crawling, you know, in a bit, that's that's not gonna happen here when we're talking about BC, but just for older kids, um, if they have like a poo-poo face, like you know, things like that, um, if they're popping off your chest. Um, while you're feeding them, if you're nursing them, even sometimes off um, if you have bottle feeding, also sometimes if you're bottle feeding, like right, grunting or bearing down, um, sometimes like this, especially if you have a, one that's older than six months, maybe they, they squat or when they're standing. Um, trembling, heavier breathing, right? So these are all ones. Blowing raspberries. So what that means is like when you're saying psst or you know they're trying to like make the same sound as you like like that um so those are some ways if you're wearing your baby in a baby wearing sling or carrier sometimes all of a sudden they can be really squirmy right because basically they don't want to pee or poop on themselves so they're like get me out of here because I'm too crowded to like do my business um so that's one way but maybe you're like, well, I don't notice my, key, my kid doing any of these, right? Um, so that's fine. There were times where I was like, I don't think my kid has any signals. So I just did generic timing um, during those times. So anytime a human body wakes up from sleep, usually it has to go potty, right? And that, it's, that's at any age. So every time my baby woke up in the morning, first thing I did, we went right to the potty I always call it usually your automatic win that's you're going to always get that one usually during the diaper change um so some of you may those or not um I've heard stories when people talk about like they take the diaper off then they put another one right away like super fast baby pees in that one they're like wait and then they take on then they put another one on and they're like the baby just peed on that uh, basically what your baby is doing they're they're waiting to be actually to go potty like without a diaper on, like to, you know, be free, right? So that's a perfect time to put them on the potty um, and or, you know, hold them. And I will show you how to do a hold with them as well. So before, after bath, you can just keep looking at this. Natural timing, again, um, some babies during the middle of feeding will wanna go potty after waking up. Um, your intuition, this is very important. There are many times where I would be like, I think my baby has to go pee and they just, and I had no other reason and they just had to go, we just went. Um, um, happened many times where if I had to pee, my baby also had to pee. This also makes sense, especially a lot of times when if folks are nursing or even is bottle feeding, you're also a lot of times hydrating yourself. So you're actually both drinking the same amount of liquids um, sometimes or sometimes not, right? Um, just depending. So here's some. Reasons. and you could take a screenshot of this. Um, I can also drop it in the chat as well. And it's also gonna be in my Facebook group in the Decolonized Diaperine group. Um, so there we go. And then I'm gonna move on to the next one I'm gonna show you all after that. So here we go, let me get some of the stuff. So some of you are all like, okay, so that's great. What are some things that I need to get started with EC? Um, You basically don't need anything if you don't wanna do anything, right? But some things that are helpful um, are what people call chucks pads. They have some that are reusable um, and or towels. I only mentioned chucks pads because they have a a lot of times like a plasticky kind of liner or whatever that can help. Um, So chucks pads, some people have chucks pads extra after they give birth. So if you happen to have some around not saying you need to go out and buy any, but those are great to just allow your baby to lay on and have some type of free time um, in general so that you can start to observe, right? That's why you need the logs. So you wanna to start to just like really observe your baby, like mm, what's going on? Okay, oh, I noticed this, I noticed that. Um, anytime your baby goes pee, whether they're on a the potty or not, you can start to do the sound association, right? Just um, a sounding association is really powerful, right? So a lot of people do this with newborns when they need to go to sleep, they'll go, shh, right? Shh, right? Some people use white noise. Um, and so, uh, cause a lot of pe- babies like that type of noise, right? To so be able to go to sleep and that's creating a sound association. So when a baby goes pee, right? And that's a sound association you could do with that when your baby's going poop, you go, "Uh, uh, uh, uh," right? Like a grunt, whatever, whatever your grunt sounds like, you can practice that right now. Um, Some people also start to do hand signals, um, because at some, I've seen some people, their babies will actually hand signal them back to them um, before they can verbally talk, that they need to go potty. Um, So potty is like this um, in ASL, this is American Sign Language. Um, So I know people are, watching this from everywhere. So this is the potty sign for AS- NAS- ASL. So this is potty. Um, and if you wanna do poop, um, cause there is no, they just use this for P2. Um, that's poop. So like, you know, something falling out. Uh, <laughs> so that's poop. And this is potty. So your thumb underneath and you just shake it a little bit. So sometimes when you see babies do it, they're like, that or whatever and you could do this for you can do this for all of them right so you're starting to do the sound associations you're observing your baby right um you're starting to notice patterns generic timing natural timing all those things right um at some point you're gonna like okay so i know how to do all this stuff but how do i actually get the baby to go pot right so here here's my baby and everything here i'm gonna take off my background and you all will see my my um messy house but it's okay here we go okay so here's my baby here's their backup right here's their knee here's their knee so there are different ways to hold a baby, especially a newborn when they need to do EC, when they need to go potty. So first thing you could do, there are many different ways, but one is, um, so I'm, I'm gonna imagine that in front of me, like I know it's all you see me, but it's a mirror. I'm in my bathroom. But imagine right here, there is a sink, right? So what I can do is I get the baby's legs, and I hold the baby like this. Does everybody see? And I'm like, Psss. And so I do the sound association. So I'm letting my baby know right away. So I started off like that. I do the sound association. And I'm holding the baby. So Psss. So maybe you're holding here. Some ba- people can, will hold out, you know, wherever your comfort level is. But basically, what you want to do is you want to make sure the knees are near the tummy, because human beings um, best excrete when they're in a squatted position, whether they are a baby, a newborn, a toddler, or an adult, right? Um, that's why a lot of people buy squatty potties, Um, so they can be in a squatted position. So this position will help you the most. Um, some people will do this with their baby over a toilet. Um, I wouldn't do that. I never done that. But you know, if you could want to do that, you can. You could do it over a bathtub. Hold them over a bathtub. You can do that. Um, there's also something called a top hat potty, which um, I will show you. But basically, it's literally like a top hat, but reversed, and so it has a hole. And the baby just sits there and then the top hat potty. So this is the way you hold and this is what they call the classic EC hold many times. So there we go. Um, So basically this will really help you. Does everybody see that? I just want to really show this position because I've had so many times where people are like, wait, can you show it again? Can you show it again? Uh, and everything. So here we go. That's how you do that. Um, a lot of times with the top hat potty, so I'm just going to pretend this is a top hat potty or whatever. Um, people just lean. There we go. The baby's legs are already up. Um, if you're like, Hey, you know, I'm really not trying to spend a lot of money on ESC, um, and all the accessory, you know, and everything. Um, you can just get a t- piece of Tupperware right? Like, you know, those yogurt um, plastic cups or whatever, you know, can use that. Um, you can have a clear Tupperware. Um, I would say a circular shape is better than a square shape. But then again, maybe for you, a square shape might be better, right? Um, it all depends what works for people. Um, but I would say that most people prefer a circular shape in terms of discreet. So. You're just like you're laying in the bed you're nursing the baby or maybe you're feeding the baby okay i'm gonna use a new baby okay thank you this one this one okay i'll use both thank you can i use you
1: can i use you
0: use me okay i'm gonna use you okay, so okay. here's a big baby okay There. you're gonna hold up the legs there you go your baby is ready to go potty okay can you please go do your stuff yeah. okay. um <laughs> you can go take it with you actually i need that but i need that for my workshop wow. thank you can you please remember you're supposed to be in agreement um <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> okay thank <throat> you okay i'm, I'm baby please <clears throat> um bye um. Okay. Thank you. I need that. Your You can go there. I have water for you over there. Everything's set up for you. Um. So yeah. So um, another thing you could do, like another area, your baby can pee. Remember, I mentioned the chucks pads. You can use as an accessory. Your babies can pee on a chucks pad. Sometimes I would be just laying down on the floor with my baby. Heads are going to potty. I'm not gonna get up and go all the way to the sink. Too uh, so tired. There's a chux pad. I just hold them over the chux pad. They go pee that way. Um, let's see. A towel. Say maybe you don't have chux pads. Um, if you do, do towels though. Um, definitely like don't put the towel all the way out. Like you know, you want to have layers to the towel so there can be absorption um, and everything. Just basically anywhere that you want your baby to start associating. And that's safe for them to go pee. You know, you don't want to just be like, oh, here's the floor. Just go. You know, you want to have like a splash, like some type of splash pad, I guess, like a towel, a chucks pad, a reusable chucks pad, um, something like that. Um, maybe you have a little, like I say, yogurt, like a plastic yogurt circular thing. Um, maybe you have a top hat potty. Um, when they get a little bit older and they can sit up, so, you know, we're talking about day zero, like, we're well, like 10 days or whatever. When your kid can, uh, baby can start to actually sit up, um, you can get yourself a mini potty. Here is my mini potty. This is my most favorite mini potty, especially since it's clear. So I can always see what's going on. If you can find yourself a clear mini potty. I have no idea where to buy this exact kind of clear potty because I bought it off a mom for $5. Um, so that's how I got this or whatever. Um, but what you wanna make sure with potties, especially with babies, you wanna get what's called a mini potty. Um, so this is very small. You see in the surface and the diameter. Um, Ikea sell these usually for $5. They're not clear though, but they're called mini potties. And so they're just like this. Um, the ones that have like the really tall backs Those are meant for like two and three-year-olds. Those are for older age, you wanna get one that's a smaller mini potty. Um, So this is what we use. I even would throw this in my car, we would go. Um, Some of you are like, okay, do I have to do um, things? Do I have to do things full-time? Do I have to do EC full-time? You don't have to do EC full time. You can do this part time. You can do this some of the time. You could do it once a day. Um, I always say like view EC is another way to connect with your baby, right? So doing EC is another way to connect with your baby, right? So maybe you do it you know, every morning when you first start and that's when you do it. And you do it every um, time you change the diaper. So like I'm changing the diaper. So I'm gonna change the diaper. My diaper changing station is right nearby. I don't know, the sink or maybe the bathtub, or maybe I don't even have it in the bathroom and I just have like a splash pad. I told you like a little towel area or whatever, or a chucks pad, you know, and you hold up the baby, right? And they go on, remember knees up, right? That's very, very important. Um, So I think those are very, very important. Um, If you're like, okay, so some of you might have, um, does anybody here have babies that are over six months old? Like they're crawlers um, or just babies who are actively crawling um, and are mostly walking. Um, So especially when they're crawlers, um, babies who can sit up, right? Um, This is something called a pot tech plus. Um, This is good for travel, right? Um, So you can hold it like this when you're on, and when I mean on the road, I know we're all in COVID. I meant like, you happen to be out, but you still wanna continue having your baby not go in their diaper. You wanna still keep doing EC with them, right? You wanna still communicate this, right? So you can have this, or if you wanna put on top of a toilet, it goes like this, flat, right? This, if it's on the ground, you're at the park, you're all playing, right? Boom, boom just put like a plastic ring. But, you know, if you're on like actual dirt or ground, then you could just go like that or whatever. Unless it's poop, then you want to catch poop, right? Um, but I want to show you also, again, this is the reason why the mini potty is so helpful when they're younger. If you see how small the diameter is compared to that, that's a di- that's a huge difference, right? So this is when the babies are way more mobile and you're going out. Um, like you're at the park or something. Um, what I would do when my baby wasn't mobile, like I didn't even need this. I just, you know, again, I just hold the baby. Okay. We're just going to go potty right here. We're standing behind a bush. You know, you definitely want to be as more as discreet as you can be, you know, or whatever, like, Say my baby had to go potty or whatever, like go behind a bush, you know, find some more privacy kind of area or whatever. Um, And I don't mean like as in like discreet as in like whatever, but sometimes some people are like, oh my God, did you just do that in front of me? You don't want to hear people's all their, their type of um, their opinions, right? Especially if they're not supportive of what you're doing with your own child you want people to always be supportive of decisions you're making with your child. So that's why I think sometimes being a little bit more discreet sometimes in those specific situations when it's public is helpful Um, with everything. Um, I wanna show you, so you're probably like, well, I'm all at home. We're really not going anywhere. What do I do? Um, You know." So I'm putting my baby, I have to take off the diaper of jewels, blah, blah. Who here is in a colder climate right now? Who's in a hotter climate? If you're in a more colder climate, um, depending how cold, of course. But there's something called baby leggings. Um, and these are amazing. They're literally called baby leggings. So you could just Google baby leggings. I think they even got their own website. I think it's like babyleggings.com. Um, you don't have to buy these. Um, you could also just get a pair of pants and c- the tops um, and then sew it. The only thing that's great is they have this little kind of elastic that it falls. So the baby's wearing the diaper, and then you put these, and these are, like, the baby's pants. Make sense? So it's easy to take the diaper off right away um, compared to, like, okay, they got the diaper. Oh, I got to take the pants off. I got to take the diaper off. Oh, it's already all done, right? Whereas, like, they already have this. Let me take off the diaper. Bam. So this is one simple, easy trick. Um, these are pretty cheap. But again you don't have to buy these you can just you know depending how cold or warm it is inside your house i mean you can just have your baby just in a diaper you don't this is only if it's like a little bit colder or anything like that um when you're at the house um another thing that some cultures have um these are from china um but they're called split crotch pants man. Um, when I was younger, I used, to, when I, was, you know, I used to call them baby chaps Um, or whatever. But um, basically, you know, your baby's wearing the diaper. So these are like, especially if it's colder where you're at and they need a more fluffy. So then you put this on them. And then here's the diaper. You can still pull the diaper out, pull the diaper out and still put them on the potty or and or hold them depending on what age they are right because again if they're sitting you can get them started used to sitting them on the potty also if they're newly sitting you want to make sure you're still holding your baby and just because they're sitting you never leave them alone so when we're doing ec you don't just like oh here you're on the potty i'm gonna walk away um i think that's very common sense but then i also feel like i need to say it out loud just so People are very clear, you know, like your baby's sitting on the potty, say they're six months or whatever. Like when I had my baby, I was literally holding their hand because sometimes, you know, they go down, go side, oh, you know, I was always holding their hand, play games, you know, sing songs. Um, Sometimes I would read potty books. Sometimes I'll just talk or whatever. I just mean in a time of this beautiful connection, like while we're on the potty. Um, Cause sometimes they don't go right away, right? So you're like, you put them in the potty and you're like, what's going? It's been 30 seconds. You know, you gotta wait a little bit, right? They're still learning how their body works and how to do things and how things come out. So maybe you sing a song, like, you know, two or three songs. Nothing happens. Sure, then take them off, right? Um, depends how comfortable you are, how long. You want to sit with your baby in the body. My baby loves sitting in the body. There were times I actually tried to take them off um, when they were younger and they'd be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm into what I'm doing here right now. And I'm going to pipe with it I'm like, okay, so, you know. Um, but of course, like definitely not like super long or anything, right? But, um, so again, you can all see that. Um, so here is another thing. So um, you can look online. Um, there are lots of stores, lots of companies. Um, I can't give you one that I think is better than the other um, because every baby and the way they go potty and then how they diaper is always all different um, or whatever, but you can get like um, baby undies. So this is like supposedly baby underwear, but in a way it's kind of like a cloth diaper, but it's a pull up and pull down for an infant. Right, so you can see it's thick, it's supposed to slightly absorb, right? And then it's also scrunched, so nothing goes out, right? And this is the PD, what they call PUL, right? The um, outside. Um, This one is from the EC store. I don't know if it's still around. I bought these off of somebody, Um, but these were great. So, you know, I put these on my baby. So, like, say, you know, my kid is like seven or eight months. So they're wearing up. This is their cloth diaper as a backup, right? But they call it baby undies. Okay, so take it off. Go on the potty. I don't know what they're doing. Okay, let's wipe you. This is still dry because you didn't pee in it let me help you put on the stack. So that was really, really great. Um, one thing that was also really helpful to me this is for people who have maybe babies more, I would say, anywhere like older, especially um, 12 to 18 months. And maybe if, um, some people are also currently potty training. Um, not everyone likes this method or not, but. Um, there's something called a potty watch. This was so helpful for me. So I actually, um, I did this. What did I do this? I think when maybe around, I forgot. Definitely after 10 months, right? When I started seeing the daytime training. Um, so it can go off every 30, 60 or 90 minutes, right? There was a period of time I started noticing my kid had a pattern like basically almost around every time that they drink water, usually within one hour, they have to go potty, right? So this goes off. The baby's like, oh, wow. What? Oh, I know it's time to go potty. The sound association, right? And I actually put it on my baby. Um, I didn't put it on myself. I put it on my baby. Um, so you all can decide whether you want on you or you want on your baby, either way. But I wanted my baby to be like, oh, oh and it looks kind of like a potty, right? Um, And then we would go, I did this for about two weeks. I think it helped me really like cement the daytime training Um, but that was just me. Here's a reusable chucks pad. Um, Some people call them like, I guess, baby waterproofers or like the mattress, whatever, but here's one that you could see. A lot of times, people give these away for free. You know, like they're just trying to get rid of them. So that's something to think about too. Um, I know some people have like extra large. If they do cloth diapering, of extra large prefolds, and if you have a newborn, just lay your newborn on that too, on top of like a towel or something. Um, if there's any more tools. So, yeah, you can use. Like that. Let's see, let's see. Okay, I think that's it for the accessories. Um, what I would like to do, because we're hitting about an hour, I would like to do a bio break. Um, and while we do a bio break, I'm going to show you all a YouTube clip. Um, Does anybody watch Trevor Noah from The Daily Show? Um, If you do, um, he actually did um, elimination communication with his little brother, and he has a YouTube clip where he talks about it. So I'm going to share that with you all. Give me one second.
1: Diapers. I hate changing diapers. I don't have kids. I just hate changing diapers. I have two younger brothers, so I changed their diapers and then at some point with my youngest brother, who's 20 years younger than me, I was just like, you just, you're gonna keep shitting, so just don't wear pants. And I was like, it's easier to pooper scoop this person than it is, like, so then my little brother would just come, I'd teach him. The thing was, he'd just come running up to me and then he'd be like, Trevor, poo poo. And then I'd be like, all right. And then we'd just run outside and then I'd make him shit in the garden. Like I would, I would like fold him. I'd hold his legs and his body. And then like, I'd hold him like this. And then he'd like, he'd be like a little turtle in my hands. And then I would hold him, and then he would shit, and then he'd be like, doo-doos, doo-doos. and I'd be like, finish. And then he's like, doo-doos. Then I'm like, all right, cool. Now shake him a little bit. And then I'll take him. Yeah, and then I'll take him and he'd stand in the, and then I would spray him down with a hose pipe. So take him. And he loved it. He wasn't, he was like, this is the greatest experience ever. And then I'd be like, just don't tell mom what we're doing. And then he'd always tell mom, <laughs> he'd always be like, ah, mommy, Trevor sprayed it with the hose pipe. Then I'm like, Jesus, kid, you're killing me here. Yeah. He would love it. It was just like a fun, and then I remember like one of the funniest things was like like a year or something later, we're sitting together watching TV and we're watching footage of police spraying people with like a, like, tr- like protesters with water hoses. And then he looks at me, and he's like, Trevor, did they do this?" Then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no. No. <laughs>
0: If you're back, I'm gonna show you, I wanna invite you all. Um, I have a Decolonized Skypering Facebook group um, On online. Sorry, it's not on any other platform. It's only on Facebook. So if you don't have Facebook, that's not fun um, for you because then you won't have access to the group. Um, but it's just a private group. So if you're on this call and you're watching, um, I'll add you to the group Let me get the link. So here's the Facebook group, has my baby right there, I showed you all, oh, sorry. Um, shows my baby right there, but not going to the potty at 10 months old um, and everything, I have different links and everything in here, different stuff for you all to look, right? Um, here's also my baby going potty, this is 19 months, this is definitely not EC, but a lot older, but you can see that, um, for kicks, one year, I was actual, actual potty, my baby was a poo-poo, you yeah, know, a little poop, um, and I was potty, so, that whatever, and I, I did this because I thought it was funny to hold them in a classic EC hold at the same time, um, It was actually my baby's idea for them to be poop because poop emoji is very popular with the kids um, and everything. But um, yeah, you know, there's different stuff here. Here's a conversation I had with Marissa with Womb Womb Revolution about decolonized diapering. But this is just a great free resource for you all to go. Um, for me, again, what I wrote here, decolonized diapering is is really about reclaiming these old ways, these old ancestral indigenous ways, about getting rid of, you know, diaper dependency, right? And really listening to our babies and their bodies and what they need, right? So in relation, of course, to going potty um, and what some people call potty independence, quote unquote. Um, so I just really wanted to share this with you all. So Um, it sounds like you all are doing some great stuff. You're having some good conversations. Um, really talking about this. Um, so I wanted to offer more resources. So, what I suggest you to do if you want any of like the stuff I was talking about with EC or even cloth diapering or whatever, um, is to do it secondhand. People are always um reselling their EC stuff. I know I did or whatever. Um, and also you make it cheaper. Like. I even bought stuff like this from an EC group. I think I got them for like a dollar or whatever. I didn't even go to babyleggings.com. Right. Um, I'm definitely, you know, since we're talking about indigenous values and stuff, it's, it's always the, the less you can support corporations and the, these, you know, businesses and support, um, and rebuy that's even better. Um, So here we go. Here is like some stuff that people are selling. They're even selling called diapers. Here's a group, literally all you have to do is just like type in like EC or the words diaper free, elimination communication and a Facebook thing. Um, This is a good resource to do if you're on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, um, I bet you could just Google it and see what happens too. but I always like these cause the stuff is way cheaper. And like, for example, like the top hat potty, if you all are gonna buy something like that, that's gonna last you probably about maybe six to eight months. Maybe, a little, it just depends how, right? But like you put the baby in it and then they go potty or whatever, they can only be so small with that, even though it's very helpful when you have it. Um, so I wanna share that with you all. Um, that's very helpful i also want to show you um in that ec group or whatever um this is a book that i love um you can buy it secondhand from anywhere again but um the person who's yeah i don't want to go over too much of that you can get this i guess if you really want to buy a line you can go on amazon fine but let you know amazon not really the best right but you can just go find somebody um thank you sylvia but this is an amazing book because it tells you the steps of illumination communication. So it reminds you to do the pss, pss, right. You sit on the potty. It's like literally, the book is telling you what to do. Right? Pss, pss, pss. A little bitty push. Out comes with a teeny tiny whoosh. Right? Mm-mm says, you know, Mehmed, do we have to poop too? Mm-mm, right? That's the grunts. Right? Zoom, zoom, zoom. Toilet paper spins. I wipe to clean and throw the toilet paper in. Um, you know, I pull on my pants. I dump my little potty. I do my all done dance. Flush, flush, goodbye, poo poop, pee. Right? And then you, of course, wash your hands. Also, you can dump the potty too. If you're not comfortable with your own, like six month old or whatever dumping the potty, they don't have to do that, right? because. Is six months old, so it's totally fine to do So I really like this. I think there's a nighttime version of this one, but this one was so good that I never got rid of it. Um, I still read this to my kids sometimes. They just like it. It's very nostalgic for us. Um, I also want to say that when you're doing EC, um, there are gonna be different stages. So like zero to three and three to six months is very different from each other, but also can be very the same. So if you just go back to those um, spreadsheets that I have either in the Facebook group when you add in or when also you can grab from the chat, um, if folks are watching this and it's recorded, if you just add to my Facebook group, those all those actual files will be in there. Um, I also wanna mention for people who are like, okay, well, I'm not gonna do cloth diapers as a backup when I'm doing EC. Can you recommend a disposable diaper? I would say that Um, You definitely don't want to have a disposable diaper that um, says, like, you know, Huggies will say 12-hour, you know, anti-wet, you know, lock feel or whatever. Um, You don't want something like that. So, definitely, like, not Huggies, not Pampers. Um, There are disposable diapers that allow the baby to feel the wetness. That's what you want. You want a baby to feel the wetness. So, that brand is 7th Generation, and that's, I guess, the brand that's most easily accessible in terms of, again, the United States, people might be watching from somewhere else. If you live somewhere else and you're like, I can't get some generation, what you can also do is um, have a washcloth, cut up like slices of that washcloth and lay that inside a disposable diaper you have already. So then the baby still feels the wetness, but realize you'll need to wash those little strips before they hit three days um, because then bacteria and stuff grows after with poop and pee after three days um well i mean it's always good, but to the point where it gets really bad um some of you have babies that are from 12 to 18 months and um, this is a really important time in a baby's life um so important that i'm not really into maria montessori but um, a lot of people like her methods she actually called that the special period and she was convinced that that was the time between 12 to 18 months where a um, a child should be cemented in terms of their um, potty training in terms of their toilet training um, because they were the most open and willing more than any other time of the development she believed to basically do on um, potty training um, and doing toilet training um, which again is slightly different than EC one thing I will say that's really amazing in terms of wrapping up about EC is that Sometimes one week was very different than the next. Like some weeks I was like, wow, we're doing so great. And the next week I'd be like, oh, this is really hard. Um, but I just stuck with it. And sometimes it was too hard. So I only did it maybe once that day or twice that day. Um, sometimes that's all we did that day. It was we just, EC'd all day, right? Um, so I wanna tell people like, if you're just doing EC even just once, or maybe you just take a day off, that's fine. It's totally fine. The sooner you start, the sooner you finish, the later you start, the later you'll finish, right? And that's true with potty training and toilet training and EC. Um, and I remember people always telling me, oh my God, potty training, it's the worst. Wait till you get there, it's going to be the worst experience ever. It's so bad. People will tell me this, right? Um, kind of this fear, right? And then I remember being like, oh, I never had to do that. So. I never had to potty treat my kid. And that feels really great. Not saying, and again, that's like nothing's better than anything else or whatever, but it feels really good that, like, since my baby was young, I was able to just listen, just listen to them communicate their needs and just follow through and do the best that I can do as a single parent. You know, try my best, do my best. Um, and I think that's what our kids expect of us just do your best. You know, um, I'm here for everyone. If you add the um, decolonize that brain group you can message me through that or you can just write a post and then I can comment back um, if you want to be more time sensitive then maybe you can message me but um, I would say just type it there give me some time I'll get back to it other people also chime in so sometimes I'm not responding back to you but someone else in the group does as well um, and does anybody have any questions before we wrap up and we're gonna do a raffle You can just raise your hand. I'm going to look in the chat right now. Thank you, Sean. Yes. Okay, sounds great. So it sounds like nobody has any questions. Um, I went over extra stuff. Yep, cloth diapers. Some of you, I think, are cloth diapering as well. This wasn't a cloth diaper workshop, but if people want to do a cloth diaper workshop, um, Rhonda, I can come back and do specifically one on cloth diapers, but I feel like there's so much stuff out there on YouTube already that... It's you know, can be very overwhelming already. I think there's a lot already on that. Um, so what I want to do for the raffle, um, is I have a favorite um, number, and I was thinking that people could type in the chat anywhere from a certain number to the end, and then whoever gets closest to my favorite number um, wins um, the raffle. Um, so basically what I'm raffling off is it's going to be a one-on-one virtual session about EC with just me. Um, and then you, if you're only a single parent, but if you're co-parenting with other parents, um, it'd be great if they're on the call too, as well. Um, and we're just going to have a one-on-one EC session. Um, where i will be able to answer direct questions from you, um, and everything. So it'll be your own like little mini EC workshop, with specific questions and concerns about with you and your baby. Um, So folks wanna type um, a favorite number of theirs. I know my favorite number is. So anywhere from, I would say one to let's say 20. Anywhere from the numbers one to 20, got a favorite number in my head. You could type in the chat. Um, The person who's closest to it wins the, 101 session for free. It'll be a 60 minute session. okay so we got everybody we got 17 we got 19 we got 11 two, three, 4. so let's see the six people um, I think we have seven people on Does one more person want to type in chat or know you're okay okay we got 15. okay so the closest let's see. The closest would be number 11 because my favorite number is eight. I like the infinity. Um, so, Sari, Sari, did I say Sari? Did I say it right? So Sari, congratulations, you want a one-on-one session with me um, for free. Um, it's a 60-minute session with you and um, if there is a co-parent or not a co-parent or whatever, or sometimes there's a, a support person in the household or whatever, um, and everything but I also want you to all know I'm here for all of you all this is really like an amazing each one teach one um, and everything oh cool Sarah grandma can join you know what I'm saying on the call so if there is a support person it's always great um, like I said my mom really helped and um, everything and I want to end with um, one thing oh you are the grandma okay <laughs> I love it okay great job Sarah you are the grandma love it Love it. Um, But um, I just want to end with thank you all for letting me share this. I am so humbled. Um, I'm just one person who just had a certain experience that hopefully people can benefit off of. Um, I want to say there were times where during my EC journey was really hard because sometimes, you know, I even had other people being very judgy towards me. Um, Sometimes people would say weird things about me or unkind words about how I was parenting my child as people do a lot, right? People sometimes, you know, shame parents in a certain way. Um, And I just thought about, well, the last known ancestor I know to EC um, was my great grandma. And so I have this picture of my great grandma. And anytime that I thought, you know, man, this is really hard because I didn't have a book. I didn't know anybody. I think I knew one white family and they would post pictures, but they were like, we don't know what we're doing either. And their pictures didn't really tell me anything. Um, I would just look at this picture of my ancestor and I would just look at her and be like, what's next? What do I do? How did you do this? And I would just like communicate with my great grandma. And, um, I think this is really important because the picture of her really reminds me about these old ways, right? And sometimes we have these great technologies, but sometimes it's just so good to go back to these old indigenous ways that our ancestors did, right? And they did them for a certain reason and they were so helpful in ways that we can't even think of. So I hope I leave you with that today. Um, And I hope that you'll try EC with your baby um, and you could even start tomorrow, first thing in the morning. when they wake up thank you all everything from the bottom of my heart um thank you for my family my family to yours